So today's podcast guest is one of my good friends. I've known him for a good few years now, um, and it's Mr. Tom P. Livingston. Tom, thank you for sparing some time to come on here and talk shit to me. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> um, so first thing um, I've got to ask you before we mm. talk about anything is what does the P stand for in your, what's the P in your middle name? Well, I don't, I don't know where you got that from, mate, because uh, my middle name is William. It's Tom W. Livingstone. So what is this Tom P. Livingstone that everyone talks about? <laughs> and it's not me, by the way. It was your staff. The no, I think... <laughs> our staff. I think, it's, uh, I think it's you, mate. It's not, I it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but we just like went... I just went along with it with you. So I don't know why he's calling me that. It was in Brighton when everyone said... Why are they call why is he calling you Tom P. Livingstone? So I don't know. I just let him get on with it. Um, I, don't, I don't know where it came from, but yeah, Tom nah. P. Livingston's what I call you. So um but Tom Livingston, um also known as Tom from Bright Design. Um, yeah. and um yeah, so we we've known each other for uh, I, I don't know, three, four years, something like that. I can't yeah. remember. Um and obviously I've seen your journey from uh Back, you know, I think you were relatively new into the industry. You just, you, did you used to work for someone called SEO Junkies? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, when I first got started, really, just looking for an opportunity, went and found this agency called SEO Junkies. Um, they were rubbish, to be honest, when you look back. But at the time, it was a foot in the door, you know, and that's what some people need. So, yeah, it's always getting a foot in the door. But when you say, <laughs> SEO junkies. I mean, that's sounds like a joke. To be fair, I mean, is that yeah. are they still going? Yeah, I think they're still going. Yeah, they're down in down near Reading Way. Um, but yeah, it's, I wouldn't like recommend it as a, pl- a good place to work. But you know, <laughs> it's one of these like you you just got to get your foot in the door and try and get some understanding of what's going on. But as you know, like there's so much information out there and people doing things differently, doing it their way and things like that. So I learned a lot from it. But it wasn't until it wasn't until I was working for um, Dixon Jones's agency, Receptional, when uh, the penny started to drop and I uh, started getting a bit more confident about like actual what, what SEO involved and stuff like that. And um, when, you, when, you, when you feel like you're a better SEO than your head of SEO, then it's, I think it's time to leave. And you, that's that's the point where you think, right, you've got to do this for yourself. Yeah. And then so, you end up in Bright Design. Yeah. So um, I met my mate, who's a good sales guy. Um, we went out for a coffee. He had an idea to set up an agency. Wanted me to get on board. It's like, let's do it. So, um, yeah, four and a half, five years ago now, we set the agency up. And um, we've got about 100 clients now. Um about 25 staff, I think. Um, things are going well, mate. Yeah, no, it's, as, as um, you know, I've been in your office and stuff, and I, I've not seen you 25 staff. I think when I was down here, maybe about a year and a half ago, you were up to about 10, 15. But yeah, that's right, yeah. Ever since I've been speaking to you, it's just been constant growth and, um, you know, even moving offices into the nice new place that you had with the pool table. I know you've moved again since, not yeah. seen the place, but the agency model seems to work. But before we go on to talking about bright design and all that stuff, mm. we're in the RAF before, is that right? And That's right, yeah. So tell me, you know, 
you leave the RAF, which is, you know, fine, you've done your time in the RAF. Yeah. Um, you know, why, why did you come out of the RAF and go SEO? Like, why? You know, well, a butcher or anything? I, I did my nine years and I just decided that I couldn't be bothered anymore and I wanted to some, do something new. I didn't really know what, but I was mucking about with websites and stuff like that. And then uh, I, I got a job just mending websites, um, working for Yellow Pages, actually. And then some guy came in and gave us a, a day's training on SEO. And, uh, you know, we go into this training session. I'm just like straight away, I was like, what is this? And then he starts talking about algorithms. And I'm thinking like, what the hell is an algorithm? And then from there, it just sort of snowballed. Just got the bug, mate. Just used to go home and just sit there and read about SEO all day and night. <laughs> it's, it's weird how it starts, though. I, you know, I yeah. get that. There was no rhyme or reason why I get into it. Just yeah. stumbled across it. But it's it's just weird. Like, you came out of the RAF. I just wanted to know if there was, like, I'm going to leave and I really like digital marketing. And no. you, know, you, you don't, you're not your typical, uh, and I'm not saying every digital marketing person is a geek, if you like. But yeah. you're not your type of typical guy that you'd expect to see in digital marketing. And I know I fit into that category as well. I'm not your average um, guy for what I do as well. And um, yeah. it's just weird to see REF straight into digital marketing. Um, yeah. But good that you've done it. Um, but yeah, tell us more about Bright Design. Obviously, I've met Luke a few times, great big guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm assuming he's the, the mate that you met that's. Um, yeah so yeah so we we work really well together because um luke's an exceptional sales guy um he knows how to sell and um he understands the seo product he understands web design and everything so it was sort of like without being too cheesy it was kind of a match made in heaven because what <laughs> i what i excel at is um is strategy and knowing what's going on and and being able to do all the testing and everything like that um and so it just works well together um and you know we put a model in place and we've just scaled it essentially yeah so it's going strong um, yeah. obviously you guys are out and about going to events and all that kind of stuff for 100 yeah. clients. Um, and i know luke has a goal to have 100 staff and all that kind of stuff is that well, still the goal? is it still it's, continuing i mean to get- it's if if we're able to offer like well what we offer is is essentially seo is just like one piece of the puzzle like we offer the full solution we we you know we say to small to medium businesses like you know we can we can set you up we can do everything for you online we can run paid search campaigns whatever the objective is like if they've got certain targets figures in their head how how they want to grow their business then you know we can accommodate that and provide the solution and i think that's what makes us a bit different from from a lot of the agencies around like the Midlands and the South and stuff where they're just like, oh yeah, we'd give you an SEO package. You get so many keywords and stuff like this. So it, we, we don't really take that approach as such. We more look at it from like a conversion focused goal, really for everything. It's like, how are we going to get that? How are we going to get those conversions? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, you know, that's sort of where we're at. So yeah. is it all local stuff though, or, or do you do nationwide stuff, or, or stuff further afield? Like, what type so, of so We've got like, we've got about 70 percent local clients, like clients that want to just rank well in their local area, or maybe multiple local areas. Um, and 
That's, it was more like 90% local clients this time last year, but we've been attracting um, like, like higher value clients, guys that want to rank nationally. We've got guys that are wanting to target international countries now as well. And, and then a lot of our, a lot of the, the growth has come from referrals. So, you know, there's been like marketing managers that we've pleased that have done really well. We've made them look good. They've then referred on another business. And like, um, we've got a few clients at the moment, like, you know, we've got a Premier League football team. Um, we've got Premier League rugby teams now. And that, that's all come from referrals. So if you do a good job, you know, it can snowball. It's not always, we don't always have to go outbound and generate leads that way. Yeah. No, I think obviously you hit a certain point in your career. What I found uh, where you do get a nice steady flow of inquiries just because of good work and yeah. stuff. And yeah, that's it. So, yeah, no, it's good to hear that still going strong and uh, stuff like that. Now, I know that you, um, I'm not going to say, or changing direction as such, but you're mm. really big into your affiliate marketing. Um, yeah, yeah. And obviously you're going to jump out of uh, dealing with 100 clients into doing more affiliate, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, me and Luke spoke a few years, two years ago, actually, and we said, like, right, we need, we want to, you know, enter the affiliate game. Um, that's That's the next step really but it's taken time to we've had to train up people we've had to get the system right within the business and um get people that can essentially like manage that process um and so the way we recruited in bright design was a bit different we didn't want to bring people on that had maybe like had five years seo experience and stuff like this we wanted like hungry people who wanted to enter the industry who needed a chance because that's why that's how i got into the industry i just needed a chance because they with with that they, they you can you can literally train them up from the ground up, um, and you know in like the, some of the staff that we've had, you know, haven't been able to cut it. Maybe haven't been hungry enough or whatever. But we've got to a place now where like our SEO team leader, he's a you know he's a very accomplished SEO now. And I'm I've had over the last six months I've been able to take a like a back step from from the actual day to day running and focus more on to. Um, entering the affiliate market and um, it's only really over the next over the last couple of months like we've made a couple of mistakes and things like that um, as everyone does but we are literally now ready to I'm able to take myself out of the business and focus more on um, entering the affiliate market that's good I think it's a you know from a personal point of view I think it's the right move to make and and something you know, that I've done in recent yeah. years is try and, you know, focus a lot more in the affiliate side of things than uh, that. It's obviously, it, it's like starting again, though. It's You don't know yeah. where your next income's coming from and it's a scary thought. So, like, how, how, how what's the transition process like? Like, are you, have you guys saved up a bunch of money and you're just going to hit it hard for six months and, uh, or, or, you know, or... You know, I don't, I don't know what what's the transition process for because it take it took me about probably four or five years to make the switch from fully yeah. doing a, a whole bunch of client work to pretty much focusing on affiliate. It took because because the, I always needed that cash yeah. from the client side, and I always had to get involved and you get roped in and you know 
as yeah. I say, I wasn't fortunate enough to have stacks of money to be able to do that. So it was no, nah, of course. So are you going to just if you got the setup right there where you can literally just say break design, your stuff is all in hand. I'm going to go now and focus on this affiliate stuff. Is that the position you've got yourself into? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, um, I we I don't plan to take a wage out of the affiliate stuff if it's going to in the first six months, six to nine months. You know, um, we're just I've, like between us, we've been able to make a plan where we can afford to give this a good go essentially um you know i don't it's not it's not that it, it won't work but we've got a strategy in place and a plan that you know we're just going to go out and execute it and then it, at the end like we've got a you know we've got a goal we're looking at the three-year flip on potentially you know some some authority sites if we you know if, if things go to plan um and we can look at it at the end of that and just say well at least we tried or at least we gave it a good go um it's like anything you know if you don't you don't try you just, you know just talk about it all the time and before you know yeah. it five years has passed and you've not got anywhere <laughs> yeah i've done that a lot of times in a lot of cases but so what, what, is your, what is your plan um, in terms of getting these affiliate websites now i know that you've looked at them and all that kind of stuff but as you mm. start from scratch are you buying websites that already exist and scaling them up no, uh, and so, also, yeah sorry carry on what I've got to say as well, is it going to be Amazon or is it, you know, are you trying to hold a different bunch of stuff um, when you're starting out here? So we're not going to buy a site in year one. Um, we're going to learn the mechanics first. Um, we're going to get our model in place so that we can, if we bought a site, we can literally just take that site, put our model and our process into that, get it all sorted out straight away, um, and then see what happens after that like i think it would be i don't think we, we discussed buying a site and i don't think that's the right way to go when we're in such a steep learning curve as it is so yeah. if we build something from the ground up the time it takes for that site to become established we can afford ourselves the time to learn as well at the same time mm -hmm. but i feel like we've got we've we've got everything pretty much nailed i mean um you know so we just we're just gonna we're just gonna run with it I mean, um, with regards to like Amazon, <clears throat> I expect that, you know, quite a bit of our portfolio, especially on the micro niche sites, will we, we'll potentially be the Amazon type affiliates. But I think that just from my experience so far, um, you don't want to limit yourself to Amazon. Like some people will say, oh, you don't want to do Amazon. Others will be like, yeah, do Amazon. And I think it's got its pros and cons. Like obviously, Amazon converts really well. So you've been brave yeah. not to, but I don't think the question should be about whether you do Amazon or whatever. Like it should be about the niche that you're going to go into. You want to make sure that that niche is, you know, you're forecasting that to be a profitable one. Yeah. That, that, that comes from the market research. Like if you don't do the proper research at the beginning, you're wasting yourself a lot of time. So you can sort of judge how you think a niche should respond, what, where the opportunity is. And then, whoever's whatever products you're promoting if it's amazon or direct or whatever it might be you just go with it so is the job for you guys just going to be trying a few different monetization options amazon maybe a drop shipping or you know a couple other bits and bobs or yeah we spoke a little bit about drop shipping and stuff but i think um we're just going to keep things simple 
um, for the time being. We've we've been speaking about maybe doing some subscription based Amazon uh, affiliate as well. Sorry, but you know we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that will be. I'll, I'll be looking forward to hearing how that journey goes. Yeah. Um, I like seeing people taking taking action. If you like, you know, and I know it's yeah. something that you've spoken about for a you know a, a while um and i know you've got a big interest in amazon uh, not amazon affiliate um you know and and as i say yeah. i think it's a good model to go down and, and it tests yourself in you know in a different way hundred um, percent i mean it's it, like the affiliate game is just another it, it you know it's another another strategy essentially and i think like my, my friend asked me last week like why why i was moving into affiliate away from client and i said you know i'm making seo work for everyone else but i'm not making seo work for myself and you know that's that sort of summarizes you know essentially why we're moving into affiliate yeah no i think it's a thing as i see a sensible option and i've i've had that question a client asked me that before yeah um, like, you know, you're the dumbest guy out. <laughs> you're making all this money and what you're doing for yourself. And you're like, fuck, you know, you really <laughs> a point there. So, yeah. um, you know, and yeah, as I say, sometimes they, you just have to experience it. And and then I think people will either jump into uh, affiliate or something else, you know, whether that be training, consultancy, um, or a bit of something else, you know. Yeah. Ever, but I think it changes good as well. I think uh, if you've done, you know, four or five years doing the agency thing, I think that's uh, yeah. I mean, ag- mark. Agency's good. I mean, like, and and uh, you know, that's, that's all. But that's all I've known, and it's time to try out new, you know, new ways to make money. You know, that's it. Um, so, are you going to still be working in the same office, or are you going to isolate yourself away from there? How's that going to work? So Bright Design are actually moving offices again, expanding. Um, like you said at the start of this, um, we moved into a new office two years ago. Um, we've outgrown it, so we're moving into another office. And um, there's a there's a nice small office for myself um, away from the agency, but in the same building that I'm going to be taking up. So, so there, there is going to be an isolation where you can get yeah. away? Because I know what it's like if you're if yeah. you're there and people just chat the door oh tom i'm stuck and yeah you know, well it's nothing to do with you one thing that um myself and luke have spoken about is um letting creep set in where you know just because i'm down the hallway in in the office like people it doesn't mean that people couldn't come in and, and knock me off because you know when you know it's like when you're in the zone and you get taken out of it you might not get back in that zone again for the day uh, it could take 20 minutes, half an hour to get back in it. And it, it really, really messes up your productivity. Yeah, I think, uh, def- you know, I'm I'm one of those guys that are very easily distracted. And sometimes it's good just to have headphones on, crack on and do what you're doing. And- yeah, I mean, I get I get massively distracted because if there's a problem, like my nature is to want to fix that problem. Like, and, yeah. you know, there's daily, there's problems daily in SEO and can't help myself. <laughs> Um, so no that as i say that's good that you're leaving a bit of a legacy behind you've sorted all your processes and yeah you know got staff in and all that kind of stuff you know for anyone who is starting out in the agency world 
Um, now, it's all good and well saying that, you know, Bright Design is doing well and they've got 25 staff and you're moving off into affiliate. Mm. It doesn't always work that, that easy um, no. for everyone else to do it. There's obviously been pain points along the way, you know, probably people scrapping in the office nearly <laughs> and, and all of that kind of stuff and hiring and firing or crazy people and all of that kind of stuff. So is there anything that you can advise people because I know you've hired people, you've fired people, you've yeah. probably had debates with Luke, you felt like leaving and throwing the towel in and all that stuff. What would you say? You know, how do you come out the other side and and you know, you know, with success? Because I know a lot of guys that um, would just throw in the towel and say, "Fuck this," you know, staff's not for me. Yeah, I, you know, a couple of failures. So, you know, can you tell us some of the bad stories and how you resolve them? Like, you know, where do you look for your staff or you know, some other some, some other kind of some of the negative stuff that you've been through. Um, well, I think like the biggest problem has been staff. Um, without a doubt, it's it, it can be very frustrating when something seems so easy to you, but is a more complex task for someone else. And everyone has the strengths and weaknesses, and um. The, the, yeah, the, the biggest problem with the agency side of things is um, is the people management, you know, managing those people, getting the best out of them. Whilst it's a big, I say problem, um, you've got to know when to, you, you can't let emotion and sentiment get in the way of the decision. Especially most agencies are small agencies. So you're, you're spending day in, day out with these people. And um, you have to be, you have to know when to pull the plug. Um, and be ruthless with people as well and some people like they could be the smartest person in the world but they, if they don't get it then you, you can't you can, there's only so much training you can give someone before you have to take responsibility and be accountable and that that's um that's one of the problems you get with um recruiting staff that uh, are like fresh out of the block like whilst whilst it's recruiting staff like fresh out of university or whatever is is a, and you can train them up that is like a big selling point for us there it does come with its problems and stuff where people don't necessarily grasp exactly what needs to be done yeah um it's it, that, i think I, I can relate to that very well you know i've always struggled with staff yeah getting them to grasp it and you know with all the training in the world, sometimes you just don't have time to train them or budget because sometimes you need people to hit the ground running. Yeah. Um, did, you know, have you guys ever outsourced? Do, uh, do you outsource yeah. you know, any bits of work? Do you find that easier than hiring staff? Um, well, so one of the reasons why we wanted to hire internally predominantly was because we focus a lot on communication with our clients. Like we, um, everyone gets, because a lot of agencies, they'll just spit out a, a report from the tracking tool and send that over and stuff like this. We like customize our reports. We give our clients a call every month to discuss it, to try and help this complex subject um, seem like understandable to our clients. So you have to have that, you have to have somebody, people in-house to be able to, give that whereas like we part of our strategy is setting up ifttt networks and that can take a lot of time now once you get a guy that does it for 50 dollars, you're saving yourself a hell of a lot of money than somebody that we're paying 
20 grand a year to do that like in-house over a few days yeah so we only outsource not not to not for because of staff issues or anything like that but just because of time just some tasks are just cheaper to do i know i know agencies like i know people that are outsourcing things like keyword research and stuff like this and unless you've got your sop nailed properly i just wouldn't be outsourcing that type of stuff yeah, no, I think you you have to be you have to be very careful. Mm. Um, a couple couple of things I want to touch on there. You've t- you spoke about IFTTT, and obviously that's that's been around for a long time. Yeah. Um, not something I've dabbled in too much, but obviously I reached out to you last week and asked you to um, give me a recommendation of the boy you use. Which, by the way, guy was spot on. Yeah. Done it that day sorted it he's also done one for gary wilson so you know great um and i appreciate that but tell you know for people who don't know what the hell that means or what it does can you just tell us what you know what what that does for you as a company you know where does it fit into your process and and just explain a bit what iftt does for you because obviously the sequence of what goes on um is entirely up to you and what you want to happen you know i'm using it for videos yeah uh but you know, I'd just like to hear what you're using it for, and, and just obviously to give anyone listening uh, a basic breakdown of you know what the hell it is as well. So every time that a blog piece gets a client's blog gets published, we have um, we have like um, the IFT. We have three personas for each client set up. These are fake people, and they've got their own blogs on. Um, like web 2.0 type blogs type thing. Um, and they've got like their own Facebook, Twitter, um, nice filled out profiles. Um, just additional to that, we've got these personas on mass banner as well. Um, so that they're generating a real following and things, but the IFTTT. So every time the, the client's blog gets published, um, these guys, the IFTTT is saying when a blog gets published, post it to this whatever it might be, like um, craigcampbell.wordpress.com or whatever, post it on there. And so it's just, we're, we're using it just with the syndication side of things. So the blog gets posted onto this, like Web 2.0 or whatever, or, and, or it gets, or, and a better example would be that it gets tweeted. So when the, when the blog gets posted, then this persona will tweet about that post. Um, and it, it's, the, the main reasons why we're doing it is because it seems to work on a local level. Um, after about three months, we seem to get some nice, nice increases across the board for the keywords. Um, we have to make sure that the posts, um, the IFTT, well, the sites are actually getting indexed as well. So we're making sure they're indexed properly. Um, but yeah, it's just, we're, we're just seeing, um, we're seeing nice results from syndicating the client's blog content on other people's social medias and things like that. And it helps with indexation as well for the actual blog posts. Yeah, no, I was going to ask you that if you, you know, because obviously indexation over the past year or so mm. um, has got harder. Um, you know, tools are breaking, not functioning properly, and yeah. not as efficient to be. So I think it's great from that point of view as well. Is you know, indexation um, is obviously vital, and mm. you know, there's sneaky people out there who can you know, look at your RSS feed and get it to ping them as soon as you publish a blog post and maybe try and steal your yeah, content. Yeah, I know all about that. Um, we, we literally so... had someone, we, one of our clients has 
had that done to them. And they're, they're now our client is not the canonical of their own content. So their rankings have tanked hard. Um, I know, I know, yeah. I know a few other people that that's happened to. Um, yeah. It's, I've got to make money somehow. But yeah, you need to be careful of that, which I think is why IFTTT is a good thing. Yeah. Cause you can try and eradicate those sneaky monsters yeah. um, who like to play those games as well. So, uh, no, I appreciate you telling us um, a bit more about IFTTT. Yeah. Um, you're obviously still using Mass Planner, which is a good old favourite of mine. Yeah. Um, still working well. I still use it. Uh, yeah, it's nice. On um, yeah, it's a great tool. I think automating a lot of stuff is is the key. Yeah, um, yeah. Where possible, but have you got any other cool tools that I maybe don't know about that you can recommend? Um, give me a knowledge bomb. Come on, Tom. Well, one one indexation tool that's working really well um, is I'm still with Backlinks Indexer is still working really well. Um, and other mm-hmm. people, you know, sort of say ah oh, they don't work and stuff like this, but it does. Um. Oh man, you put me on the spot, mate. <laughs> I think like I know that one. Will do. So so like do, I know there's been a lot of talk about like Cora and Surfer, and um, there's another one, another on page tool as well that people use. P-O-P. Yeah, P-O-P. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's another one as well. But anyway, I've I've been doing like myself and a friend that's doing well for himself in affiliate. I've been testing that surfer tool recently. I know that it's loads online and people saying it works and stuff. But yeah, I mean, as far as I'm, I say as well, it's it's definitely shown some nice increases. Um, you know, keywords that we're sat on middle of page two for like eight to 10,000 monthly searches. We're pinging up into sixth, seventh position for them. It's causing spikes in traffic. Um, it's working and it's for, for, for the, for the, what, for actually what it is and the cost and the time it takes, like it's, it's a no brainer. And that, that content optimization tool within surfer as well is superb. Like we're, we're using our, our copywriters are using that now on, um, updating some of our existing blog posts through Google search console. So. Yeah, no, I think adding that to part of your pro, you know, your content process or whatever, yeah. um, is definitely a valid thing to do. I've seen great things with Surfer, and as I say, you've got to use them as a guide. Yeah. But I think certainly adding that to your content process um, is is got to be an important part. Um, not just Surfer, you know, any of those tools, just to give you a bit more of a yeah. Your content rate is more of a pointer. Oh, absolutely. Um, Man, we've just uh, we just hired a um, copywriter. He's been with us like three weeks. And uh, I've just said to him, like, you know, here's an overview of Surfer. You're going to need to get used to using this tool when you're using it. And he is absolutely loving it. Um, so, you know, anyone that's got in-house content writers or anything, get them a Surfer license because, uh, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, pretty I'm cool. Not, I'm not an um, affiliate of Surfer, by the way. I'm just saying it's a good tool. Yeah, but uh, he does have an affiliate link. To him, so. <laughs> <No doubt. laughs> um, but um, I was going to talk to you just a little bit about your processes. Yeah. So obviously, um, you know, everyone talks about SOPs or processes, whatever you want to call yeah. it. And obviously, you referred to SOPs earlier. 
Um, <coughs> you know, do you make all your own? Now, now obviously, giving a new person or a person to write content or go and add title tags or whatever it's going to be, there has to be a process mm. involved. Um, who makes these processes and are the processes text or do you just make videos? Both. So we do videos for, so the systems um, that we use as a business um, and the processes and things, that's all been done manually. Um, I would, I wouldn't say they are, I, it's, I suppose they are SOPs as such, but our SOPs in-house are more for individual tasks, like how to optimize a title, mm-hmm. um, you know, what, what sort of, um, what, how you should be siloing your content, um, how to add internal links, like all of these things, like we've got for every step in our like month one process for new clients on board, we've got an SOP for each step with the supporting video as well. So the, the new guys that come in, you know, because we recruit from the ground up, we give them a week's SEO training and it's, it's a very in-depth training. And then they, they shadow the team for a couple of weeks following what they're doing. But, you know, it's it stops them saying, like, oh, Tom, how do I do this? Tom, how do I do that? It's all in the process. All It's all backed up with SOPs as well. So, Yeah. I think um, you would probably agree with this, um, but having those in place from the get-go is, you know, it is going to cut you yeah. down a lot of time. There's just fucking about with people asking you questions that you have to have yeah. these in place so that there is no and also to give people the right guidance you don't want to be that snappy guy where you're unapproachable nah. to a new member of oh exactly well, yeah 100 so. yeah the sops really helped us um they, they helped us grow um when we you know sort of because i'm sure sops had been around for a while but it's only been really over the last like 18 months two years that everyone's like sops this sops that and it's because you know they, they work so yeah Highly recommend people get them in place. Hundred <laughs> percent. Now, before we mm. let you go, I just want to talk to you a bit about um, the SEO community and and all of that kind of stuff. How you find it? Because yeah. obviously, you go to a lot of events, and we, you know, guys like Neil wind you yeah. up and and all that kind of stuff, and good banter and all of that kind of stuff. So. Um, I want to talk a bit about, you know, obviously some of the banter is, we'll, you know, we'll tell Tom Livingston that the HT access files, yeah. the, you know, hit up the links and, you know, you rank well and all that kind of stuff. There's good camaraderie yeah. there. Um, and, but what can also happen with that camaraderie is you end up not knowing who the fuck to believe. Oh, that's it. Uh, because people are joking around and, you know, saying crazy stuff just to get a reaction yeah. out of people. You know, how do you figure that out you know because you know it doesn't matter whether it's deliberate bullshit by a speaker on stage or your mates jacking around you know saying that this works just so that you go away and test it and find out that it doesn't mm-hmm. um how do you because obviously you're still relatively new in mm-hmm. the grand scheme of things and probably still, well i mean i'm still learning and i've been in this yeah. for donkeys but you know how do you how do you feel or how do you filter out the bullshit and the the jokes how you know I'm, I'm only, so I, I do frequent the groups and things like that. Um, that's where I was able to sort of start learning like different things, you know, like so when you sort of introduced me to PBNs, when we talked about it online and stuff. Um, 
and and it's, you spend so long just well for, certainly when I got introduced to the groups just following every single as soon as oh, someone posted in the SEO group oh go and read that or whatever now like I maybe I won't go in as often but I a long time ago like I was able to establish who I should listen to so you know um if if like Craig Campbell commented on a post I'd get notified of that I'd make sure the people that I knew were actually worth listening to I'd only want to see comments that they'd put on certain posts so that I could follow them engage with those um yeah it's 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 hard to you know sift through and filter through everything um it's that's i mean that's just a huge challenge i think you need to you've got to get yourself a mentor especially if you don't really you know you can't see the wood for the trees a lot of the time in these groups try and stick to one group as well i'd say well that was going to be my next thing i was going to ask you i remember saying to you a while back like i said tom you're in too many groups chatting so much fucking shit to too many different and i said to you you need to try and get out uh so yeah. many groups um would you say that was the right advice and hindsight? yeah 100 100 mate 100 because um i was i found myself getting unproductive frustrated and just found myself spending more time in these stupid groups and actually getting any work done um and before you know it like time i don't know about you mate but like 35 now and time seems to be flying like and I'm just like before you know it it's like a few months have gone past when you had this great idea and you wanted to do this great thing and then you're just like ah oh, you've forgotten about that and done something else because you've been in this group and they've been talking about this and that and so yeah I just don't bother anymore yeah. with any of that shiny object syndrome that's why I always say to people stay with me from yeah. groups anyone I talk to I don't really I dabble in the odd group yeah. here and there but um, I don't try and participate too much and i just think life's hard enough without adding all that shit at, at night time nah, or whatever um and as i say can be very misleading and and you know someone talks about something or a great tool or whatever it may be and you just stopped your affiliate marketing empire to go and play <laughs> with the next best you know social media yeah. automation tool and you become obsessed with it and then you start making fake yeah. personas and you're not making any money doing any of that stuff. It's madness. <laughs> so I was curious to hear, you know, because I, I, I know we all love gadgets. Yeah. We all love tools and automation, but there has to be a time where you say enough's yeah. enough. Um, well, well, exactly. Work. Like, so what I do now, um, just to manage my own time, is I've got a book. I've like basically bookmark anything that I'd like to read later or just anything like add to my reading list on my phone. Um, and then like when I, you know, in, instead of waking up in the morning and checking Facebook, like I've done for many years or going to sleep on some Facebook in the evening, I'll just be, uh, I'll just be re- going through that read folder and just checking these tools out and spending you know, a bit of time, half an hour, an hour, just going through that. And sort of keeps me in touch. It stops me from sifting through loads of shit all the time. And means I can spend more time focusing on the stuff that I'm actually doing, the projects I'm working on. It's better to do one thing well than do loads of things all right, you know? Yeah. Interesting. And one final question. I heard in the grapevine that you sneaked up to Mark Walker's office <laughs> for a day. Um, I can't remember who told me that, actually, but 
was like, the dirty bastards never invited <laughs> me, but um, how, how was that? Obviously, Mark, uh, one of the richest <laughs> SEO guys I know, and absolutely yeah. everything. Um, how, how was that? Was it eye-opening? Was there Yeah, well, he was trying to get me to backdoor loads of plugins with him, but I didn't want to do that. No, no I'm only joking. I'm only joking. <laughs> but um, no, it was really good. Uh, it, going, the, the main reason why I went to see Mark is because Mark's been like doing affiliate and he's sort of like where I'm sort of heading towards. So that was the reason why I saw, you know, you've got to be resourceful, like be a nice guy in SEO, like help people out and other people will help you out and vice versa. So, you know, it's all well just messaging yeah. Mark. Mark probably gets 100 messages a day, you know, but I thought, can I come up, take you out for lunch? We can maybe chat some ideas. You might be able to give me a bit of advice. I'm not, his, I'm not a competitor to him, you know what I mean? Like we're all like friends, we like to help each other out. And uh, that's, that's why I went up to see him. So... But I think you were in America at the time. That's why um, I didn't come see you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You've been up to yeah. me a few times anyway. It's good to mix up and get some stuff from different people. I think that's yeah. always wise. But, yeah, I was disappointed that you bought him lunch. I don't think you've ever bought me lunch. I don't know if you've ever bought a food, actually. Are you kidding? Um, uh, I've had some fun times. <laughs> yeah. What's the funniest the funniest memory you've got from any of the meetups that we've oh, mate, well, so I'll tell you the funniest memory um, was when I just started with Bright Design and um, we're doing agency and stuff like that. And, you know, my experience was very limited, but my ambition was, you know, fueled and stuff. So I came up to see you and it's the first time I've seen you and we went out for a beer. I don't know if you remember this, but like we're walking back to my hotel and it was, you were like, what do you do, Tom? What is it you do? And I'm like, I just do SEO. So what what do you do? And I was I remember like laughing my head off. It's like I don't I don't even know what you mean. What do I do? But then like as time's gone on, it's like ah, oh, you mean like what do I do? Do I do affiliate? Do I do client side? Do I do this? Do I do that? Um, yeah, I just thought like Jesus, it just because that was only like four years ago. Um, and now it's when like yeah. I thought I knew what I was doing, but actually didn't really know too much. But I just so it sort of goes to show that you just just don't hesitate to chuck yourself in at the deep end and just sort of see what happens. And that's what we did when we set the agency up. And then I look back on that moment and I just think, like, Jesus, I knew fuck all. <laughs> uh, I remember it very well. It was one of it was yeah. a great night. And obviously, you've not told the full slightly the story. I asked you what you'd done in the, after the first paint. And you gave me, you know, just SEO, this and that. And then it was like, and I was like, but what do you actually do? Like, you know, what the fuck's going on? And then you still somehow evaded the question, nipped to the toilet, played the puggy or whatever it was. And then it was like, years down. I'm like, you have no fucking idea what you're doing. And then you just bust out laughing. You're like, man. I don't know what I'm doing. But obviously, yeah. <laughs> what I would say to anyone in that position is very, very easy for someone experienced the SEO to identify a blagger like Tom standing mm. there, just talking, you know, making it up as he's going along and thinking I was buying it. And, you know, I never bought it for one minute. <laughs> uh, but I wanted him to tell me yeah. he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. And then I was able to point in the right direction. Yeah. And, uh, you know, hopefully. Um, at some point in your career, I've, I've helped push you. Ah, um, mate, you know that, like, yeah, you know, like, a lot of the reasons why 
that we are where we are as bike designers through your help. So yeah, we're obviously appreciative of that, hundred percent. No, it's uh, as I say, I love helping people like doing yeah. success stories, and as I say, it's good to then obviously meet up. And you've been up to the Glasgow SEO yeah. meet up to talk, so you've went from working in an SEO junkies um, <laughs> <laughs> at that moment, to you know doing well with yeah. Bright Design, hopefully do well in affiliate yeah. and also do a bit of speaking and stuff like that. So it's good to see someone coming from complete and utter yeah noob um who you know had been doing all the wrong things to coming out the other side and um, yeah, as sure. i say that's why i wanted to get you on just for anyone else listening that you know we've all been there and you know obviously you were in the RAF. you had no nah, not at all what I didn't, even know, I, didn't, I didn't even know what SEO so, was till 2012 so so um it shows that you can with the right attitude and uh you know, obviously taking times to run up to see Mark in an office or go to yeah. Chiang Mai or come up to Glasgow or yeah. whatever the hell you've been in the, you know, in the UK. And I'm sure a lot of people um, have contributed to your success yeah. story. But it, obviously, success comes from you as well. You know, you put yourself out there, you've jumped up on flights yeah. up to here. Um, and, you know, God knows what else you've been doing. And that's only the stuff I know about. I think, so I think it say, helps when you genuinely love what you do, like as well, and I do. So I'm fortunate in that, that I actually, you know, you work, find a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And that literally is what I tell every single guy that comes into work for by design. So. Yeah. That's a good old, good old yeah. niche. But sadly, Tom, we are. Time that's 45 minutes. I was talking absolute <laughs> garbage, uh, but I'm sure people will be able to take away some yeah, good stuff hopefully. from it. So, I do appreciate you um, joining on here. But for anyone listening who might want to reach out to you, ask a question, or whatever it may be, where's the best? I'm um, just seo at tomlivingstone.co.uk is my email. Um, but just private, just like ping me a message on Facebook, add me up. Like I'm on LinkedIn, add me up and message me on there, or tweet me, or whatever. Yeah, I'm readily available. Cool. No worries, nice Tom. Appreciate you coming Appreciate it, Craig. Cheers. Yeah. 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 Yeah.